Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's good morning, good morning, everybody. What up, baby? What's going on, Key? Oh, it's raining. It's raining? Yeah. Oh, you should have the beautiful sunny skies here on the East Coast. Yeah, but it'll clear. You know what's going to happen, though? Let me see. So it rained all through the day. So tomorrow morning, it'll be crystal clear. Yeah, it's beautiful in like L.A. after you, it rains. You, you'll be able to look straight through the sky. Yeah, you I look, mean, you like look it, at the mountains after yeah. it rains in L.A. It's beautiful. You can little see from snow miles. Cap, almost The snow caps look like the little... Oatmeal cookies with the frosting on the top. <laughs> you know? It's true, though. It's true, Jay. Like, clean you don't up, realize clean up all that smog. Yeah, exactly. You don't realize if you live in L.A. that you actually don't have great visibility because of the smog. But the day after it rains, you can see for miles and miles and miles. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what I could see from the big game last night, I don't know, it was a bad segue. <laughs> Bunch of Cardinals mistakes, Key. <laughs> That's what I could see. So, it, it look, the L.A. Rams – had a big win on Monday Night Football last night. But the Cardinals, like, it was as much about their mistakes toward the end of that game, especially, as it was about those throws that Stafford was making. So on their third-to-last drive, Arizona goes for it on fourth and one in field goal range, down 10 with about five minutes left, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On the next drive, they need a field goal and a TD to tie. You can't get that in the same possession, but – waited until fourth down to kick the field goal and ended up wasting about 30 seconds when, when Kyler Murray took a sack on third down. And after kicking the field goal on fourth down, the Cardinals recovered an onside kick, and Kyler ran for a first down. It was called back because of a holding penalty, and then it was a false start before he completed a pass to James Conner. And then Kyler got up to spike the ball but ran a play instead, and the O-line had no clue, which led to a game-ending sack. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of mistakes, Key, as you say, that need to be cleaned up there for Arizona. Here is Kyler himself on what happened on the final play. Uh, it was, you know, it was miscommunication between me and the line and, you know, they thought it was Spike, and then, uh, but, no, nah, it was, you know, it was heat of the moment deal. I don't even recall, you know, what was being said in the helmet or anything like that. Yeah, he, you know, things are happening fast, and he's trying to get the two-minute going and hurry up offense and all those sort of things. So certainly he could – it could be a little bit of miscommunication. He could have thought that he heard one thing or not heard anything at all. And I understand that that's not on him. What's on the Cardinals is Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, when you pair a inexperienced head coach in these type of situations with an inexperienced quarterback in the National Football League in these type of situations – This is kind of what you're going to get. This speaks to a larger picture for the Cardinals, though. Everybody is saying, oh, they got the best record. I'm not counting them out. They're going to be okay. They're going to. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. If you have experience at doing something, you're probably going to be really good at it. They don't have the experience. Getting into the playoffs and having these same sort of situations, situational football come up. We never see these sort of things with the New England Patriots because they've been there. They've done it. They're coaches I'm speaking of. We don't see that with Sean Payton in these situations. He's been there. He's done it. You may not see it with Mike McCarthy, even though people question him. Been there, done it. You still have the question on whether or not the Arizona Cardinals can pull it off because they haven't been there and they have not 
done it. Right, you don't know that they can't. It's just less likely, I think, the argument is, if both the coach and quarterback are inexperienced. The Rams, Jay, McVay has been to a Super Bowl. He's the, he's the wonderkin, but he's been around a little longer than LaFleur as head coach and has been to a Super Bowl. And Stafford has never won a playoff game. But he's been to the playoffs three times. He's been, he's, you know, he's had a long career. Do you think the Rams, that gives the Rams, that experience, a better chance in the playoffs than the Cards? No. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to be the person that comes on national TV after the Cardinals dropped a pretty fantastic game for Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, and then all of a sudden say that that inexperience because of some miscues, especially some miscues down the stretch, if you want to talk about miscommunication between Kyler Murray or, you know, the holding penalty of the false start, things of that sort, cost them the game. Like, this team can still go very, very far in the NFC conversation. Now, Green Bay having home field advantage, I think that makes it tough for everybody in the NFC. But you're not going to like, hear me discount the Cardinals and say that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the reason why they're not going to go far. He's coach of the damn year in the NFL. Wait, time out, Jay. But let me, let me back up just to the Lambeau point. I hear what you're saying. Just because they haven't done it doesn't mean they can't do it, right? It just feels but- like when, when we discuss the Cardinals on this show, we're finding out a lot of reasons on why the Cardinals can't do things. No, 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 no. You know, no, no, and it's like no, no. when Mike no, McCarthy no, no. and the Cowboys, he has miscues and they win. All of a sudden, they're not Wait, big see, issues. I wanna, I, I, but like when there's some miscues that are down the stretch about miscommunication, now we're going to hold that against the Cardinals because people didn't really want to believe in the Cardinals in the first I place. I want to back up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Max, hold on. First of all, the only person on this show that has gone at the Cardinals is me. Oh, I, w- I was that's talking about number, people that's in number general one. against the Cardinals. Number two, I'm the person that takes up for Mike McCarthy on this show in the Dallas Cowboys. With that being said, Mike McCarthy didn't lose a game. Cliff Kingsbury has displayed to us, as I mentioned before, with the inexperience, as we saw with our own eyes last night, as losing the football game. Understanding what's well, their Mike record Mike McCarthy now, has not displayed that to what's us their record? because he's been they in the situation – before we're talking about the postseason experience and not the regular season experience, but if you don't have that experience and you carry it into the postseason, you're going to get a L on your record. And what's Mike McCarthy's postseason record with the Cowboys? He, that's Jay, what he okay. just got there. Okay, that's all. And he, that's and he, all I'm he, saying, he took. No. He was there in a. He was there and took over in a, pandem- a, a, a pandemic year with his quarterback I got hurt. all that. And now this year he's 8-4, going to win the division, and going to go to the playoffs. The man has won a Super Bowl. But can we say oh, – that's fine. But can't you give some credence to the fact that Cliff Kingsbury's had a phenomenal No, I cannot. Year? Well, I am. Because this is – not last, night, not going to last night on Monday Night Football yes. was a playoff atmosphere. Agreed. And he did not show up. But I, okay, well, hold on, there are a couple that's things. Fine. I, I want to back game. up a little bit. I want to back up a little bit because you maybe, only get one game in the playoffs. Maybe, I know. Yeah, but, may, but maybe it's same with the Cowboys. They've dropped games too. Maybe the playoff atmosphere and the mistakes they made help Arizona correct some of those things heading into the playoffs. But I want to go back to something you said, Jay, earlier, which is like it's bad for everyone to go on the road. But certainly experience is a good thing. It's not like it's a bad thing. Experience will help you, and they are inexperienced. They're also a warm-weather city team that plays in a dome <laughs> that would then have to travel to the frozen tundra to meet Aaron Rodgers and these boys, you know, in the playoffs. I same with think, Dallas, right? 
Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. I mean, they're on the dome, but, but, but warm but, weather but team. But what yep. I would say okay. is I trust. Tampa, warm as weather I said, team, right? As I okay. said before, I trust the other three quarterbacks that I hold at high regard in these playoff contentions, the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers. You trust You trust Dak Prescott I with, trust, the, with what he's had over the last several games right now? You trust I him trust more? the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by the way, who went into Lambeau in the NFC Championship game and wind up going to the Super Bowl. So I trust that. I trust that Tom Brady has played in frigid weather in Foxborough before. I trust that. I trust that Dak Prescott has had a slump of two games and still won the games but not playing perfect to people's standards, okay, well, that key, he gets it turned on, around and on, make a, ru- a nice run in the playoffs. Key. I don't trust the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Murray, Murray last night, one interception was tipped. I get that it was tipped by Aaron Donald. I get the second one probably wasn't great. My man was 32 for 49 for 389 yards. Okay, so two interceptions. out of his ass. Out of his ass. So two interceptions. tell me that because of that, you don't trust Kyler Murray or that you trust Dak Prescott do you, more than Kyler Murray. Do, do, do or a guy that's been in the MVP conversation. Absolutely. No absolutely, because no. Dak Prescott was in the MVP conversation through the first eight weeks of the season. Dak Prescott was in the MVP conversation. Not at the same level Kyler Murray was at. He was in the MVP conversation the first eight weeks of the season. You mentioned the two interceptions. Do you even understand why those two interceptions occurred? Because the Rams kept him in the pocket because he's small. Aaron okay. Donald's able to get the ball up. That's a tip ball. The other one on Floyd, guess what? Floyd is 6'6", six, 6'5 six, six, okay. and a half. I, I, oh, I, you got to throw the at 6'5 and a half I get the height over keep the, the height, fact. But keep that's, the height stuff coming but that's to me. I'm part. small. I get it. You're taking the height to the playoffs, though, Jay. I understand. But what how do you about, think how all of a sudden – all of a sudden, he just getting ready to beat Joe Flacco? I'm not, but how about the way Dak finished the game down the stretch against the Washington football team? How about those picks? Are we going to break down those picks at the same degree you're trying to break down Kyler Murray's picks? All I'm saying is that this guy They won been, the game, okay, Jay. Key, all right, Key, all I'm saying I mean, the is that they didn't won the more game. games than the Cowboys. My man's been in the upper echelon they won of, the game. The, of the MVP conversation. And I get if you want to use the height thing against him, but to you, sit up th- here and the there say, is no using a height thing. You said interceptions. Oh, it's not. No, it is because defensively we're going to keep him in the pocket, so it makes it harder for him to throw over the defensive line. Well, I, I, look, like, I, what I like, are you well, talking about? I'd like, I'd like to chances say something. to win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and I, only, I'd like to. I'd like to say one, something. They know, I, I, they're my trustworthy. Look, I, I would say, Key J that to point to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and say you trust those guys more than Kyler Murray I'm is cool with fair. That. I'm I think cool what with it comes down to yes. is, is Dak Prescott, has he really shown that much more in his career than Kyler Murray has so far no. that you trust him? Forget about Brady and Rodgers because we all agree on that, but it comes down to Dak trust versus Kyler Murray trust in the playoffs, right? Isn't that what we're really talking yes. about? I'm and, not going to answer you because we got to get to break. <laughs> well, we will be talking more about this through the coming hours, days, and weeks. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So Dan Orlovsky said yesterday that Matt LaFleur is a top three coach in the NFL. But where is he on Key's real rankings? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. It is time, as you can plainly hear from the music, for Key's Real Rankings. Top five coaches in the NFL. Number one. This list was put together basically because Dan Orlowski came on the show and said uh, Matt LaFleur was the number three head coach in all of the National Football League. So I wanted to remind some people out there who may have sided with Dan that that is not possibly true. So, number one, Bill Belichick. We move on from that because it's not even an argument or even think anything to talk about. Number two. Number two is Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Think about what he's been able to do with the Kansas City Chiefs, Not let alone what he did in Philadelphia, going to a Super Bowl Four NFC Championship games, countless Pro Bowl players, you name it all. Then he goes to Kansas City, turns that program around, several straight AFC Championship games, two Super Bowl appearances. He might have two Super Bowl wins in Kansas City if it wasn't for a depleted offensive line and a banged-up quarterback named Patrick Mahomes. He sits at number two. Number three. Number three, Mike Tomlin. As Max Kellerman says, all he does is win. No matter who the quarterback is, no matter what the team looks like, the decisions to win is in his favor. He's going to always be above 500. He's won Super Bowls. He's gone to the Super Bowl twice. He's won a Super Bowl, been in countless playoff games. He sits at number three. How could you not like Coach T? Number four. John Harbaugh. He does more with less every single year. Has gone to championship games, playoffs, wins the division, changes his offense to fit Lamar Jackson after drafting him at the bottom of the first round, has them in again in playoff contention, has won a Super Bowl. And mind you, he was a special teams coach. So y'all might have a little hope in New York there, Max. <laughs> Joe Judge was a special teams coach too, by the way. Number five. Number five. So this is interesting because we got a five and a five A. Another Starting- one. Starting at five for me is Bruce Arians. 
Bruce Arians has done a lot with the quarterback position, but that's not the key. The key is empowering people as a head coach, understanding, giving people an opportunity like a Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles a second time around, the special teams coaches, bringing in females to handle certain duties in the strength and conditioning, making them coaches. That, that sort of stuff is created by guys like Bruce Arians, which is a positive He is a far, far, far thinker ahead opposed to the old way of thinking in the National Football League. So he sits at five. Another one. Number five. Five eight is Sean Payton. Always got the New Orleans Saints in contention. Whether they win the division or make it in a wild card, they make deep runs in the playoffs, although he's only gotten one Super Bowl. Early on with Drew Brees and company, Hurricane Katrina was all behind it. It was a big, big thing. And he's continued to be one of the top coaches, coordinators, play callers, quarterback developers in the National Football League. So I got like a top five, but then I slid into 5A because I couldn't decide whether Bruce Arians, who just recently won a Super Bowl, or Sean Payton, who won a Super Bowl in his first tenure uh, with the New Orleans Saints in his first year. By the way, I think that's a great list. The only thing I disagree with is I would have Payton ahead of Arians. Because because uh, that, that's the only thing. Otherwise, I agree hand, with the order. Six in one hand, half a dozen in the one other. One. Yeah, he's yeah. empowered. He's empowered yeah, I think African make Americans yeah. as coordinators and actually letting them do the job, opposed to giving them a label to satisfy the narrative that's out there in the National Football League. But, so he gets the nod from me. So so that's Keys Real Rankings, brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at eight seven seven Ask Dell. But Based on, on what you said, and, and this list kind of coming off of Dan saying LaFleur would be top three. Matt LaFleur? Where would Matt LaFleur be on your list, Key? You gave us six names. Where would he? Would he be seventh? Would he be eighth? Tenth? Where would he be? He's a top 15 coach. Mm-hmm. Upper half of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top 15 coach, man. Like, you could be a top coach if I gave you Aaron Rodgers, just to be honest with you. I mean... He is coaching the guy. Can't take anything away from him. But he ain't no top three coach. 15, you know, 15, 16. Because, top half, upper half cause, of the league. Because is he better than Sean McVay, in your opinion? Do you think he's better than Sean McVay? I, I would say that. I would say they're, they're similar to me. So if Sean McVay had Aaron Rodgers on the Rams, what would that look like? All right, you make a good point. If Sean McVay had Rodgers, they'd have won a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's already. all I'm saying. Yeah, he makes is a good point. Is he a better coach than Kyle Shanahan? You talked me off of Shanahan. No, no, but I didn't say Shanahan was at the bottom of the barrel. I just said Shanahan wasn't as great as people want to make him out to be. But I didn't say. You know what it is, Key? It's kind of like when when we do the MVP talk in any sport. We start looking at, well, he has great teammates and holding it against them. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. We can still isolate this guy's value even if he's on a great team and say he's really good. So I hear what you're saying about Rodgers. But it's not like he made the playoffs. He made two NFC championship games in his first two years as a coach. It's not like Rodgers has been to that game every have year you, of his career. You, I'm going to say one thing to you, Max, before I let you and Jay discuss. Have you seen that damn division, man? It's another good point. <laughs> the I'm division just, is like, putrid. I'm just asking you a real question. Yeah, you're right. Have no, you, it's a good have question. Have you seen All right, you talked me into Sean McVay is ahead of his, him. It's not his uh-huh. fault that the division isn't. But it is an advantage. 
Okay. It's an That's advantage. You get a buy. You get a whole deal. Man. Wait, wait, stop, man. Stop, I agree with you on the top 15 thing, but I just always find it interesting for coaches that win that have star players. We automatically debase their coaching resume. Like I said about the MVP. We say, oh, yeah. You got Aaron Rodgers, so managing Aaron Rodgers or managing all the pieces around Aaron Rodgers is not a difficult job. Because anybody can do it. Max, I can throw you in there. You can manage Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy couldn't get, at the get end. Get the yeah. hell out of here. You know how hard it is to manage some of the best players to ever play? You can Jay. even make a case that sometimes it's even more challenging. What to about that? Key, key, that's Pete. a good counter. That's a, It's a good counter. It's a big, like, not key, everyone can get that under control. You try to go in and manage Aaron Rodgers. Jay. Yes. Top three coach, stop. Well, well no one's not, arguing well, that. Why, why do you keep bringing I never said because he was a top three coach. I'm not Dan Orlovsky. The, the con- well, you certainly don't look like that. Definitely the not. conversation isn't whether or not he's a good coach. The conversation is if he's a top three coach. He's not. And he's yeah, not. No one's but saying that. No, he's no not ahead saying. of Mike Tomlin. I, he's not ahead of Harbaugh. With that. He's right. not ahead of Bruce Arians. He's not ahead of Sean Payton. So the question then became, where is he? I said he's 15 because I don't have him ahead of Sean Payton. I, I wanted- and as bad as Pete Carroll is, I don't have him ahead of Sean, uh, Pete Carroll. But I just want to set this up for a second. We agree. We agree with everything you just said, Key. At least I do. I think Jay does. I think the consensus is that's right. You're putting it ahead of Tomlin after two seasons. Uh, Harbaugh, Sean Payton. Yes. Aaron, like, we agree with that. But now you say 15. And I think most people would say he's not three, but he's not 15 either. So, Jay, where do you put? God, I feel like he's right there like towards 10, like 9, 10. 9 or 10. Matt LaFleur. Is nine or ten? Yeah, I mean, so like, we have like, six guys. We agree immediately. Plus, McVeigh is seven. Give me a couple other names Sean that McDermott. are ahead is of he, him. Is he? Is he? A, is he a, I was going to say he's, he's he's different because Ron Rivera is more of a defensive minded coach, yep. but he still has to manage the game a certain way in his style and his philosophy. Yeah. If he was an in game decision that needed to be made, is he a better in game decision coach than a Ron Rivera? Mike Vrabel? Would you put Mike, Mike Vrabel, Vrabel in? You know, you got Vrabel. I mean, there's some guys that's out there. You sit there and you go, is is LaFleur better than Vrabel? Well, we don't have definitive. Stefanski? Like, Here's the problem with LaFleur. He has a very short track record. Did you say record. Matt Nagy? Stefanski. Kevin oh. Stefanski. <laughs> I mean, he won with the Browns. Like, he's got to be top ten just for winning but he, they with were, the Browns. They were loaded, except for a quarterback where they were solid. But let me just say this. LaFleur has a very short, shallow track record as a head coach. In addition to that, he has Aaron Rodgers in a weak division. All those things are true. And so, but to me, Key, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not a top 10 coach. It just means it's hard to prove that he is. So what do you see in him in, from, in, from, from someone who's analyzing the actual coaching that would make you think, yeah, he's not top 10? Well, 15 is not – being in the top 15 is not a bad thing. Man, yeah. there's 32 teams. Yeah. There's 32 teams. And let's be real about it. The thing that people will hold, and we all will hold until we see something different against Matt LaFleur, is the fact that he took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. So, uh, look, until that becomes cemented, until we see the next evolution or iteration of that, like people won't give him the credit, which, I mean, that's fine. It's right there on the verge. And, and, you, and you say, well, we – Anybody can coach Aaron Rodgers is what I say because anybody can be successful if you know what you're doing and you have a talented quarterback. All teams that are good have talented quarterbacks. Nobody's good that got a bad quarterback. Nobody. Yeah. See, the thing that – Not one team. The thing where you and Dan are diverging, I think – I mean, obviously no one th- thinks he's three, but – Well, Dan did. Well, right, <laughs> other than Dan. But, but you, like, we're uh, – n- short track hey. record – 
great quarterback, weak division. He hasn't proven anything yet to be in the top three, obviously, right? So then it comes down to, but you also can't hold against him, that he's been to two NFC championship games in his first two years. So then it comes down to just an evaluation of the coaching, the decisions he makes, the team that you see, the way they perform. Dan is very high on it, and you are also, you think it's good, but you're not nearly as high as Dan. Right, what you see doesn't scream to you. Oh my God, I wanna, this is amazing! I, well, I was going to let you finish, Max. I was going to let you finish and continue to go. And you mentioned NFC Championship games in the first two years. You know, it's a guy who works with us that went to two AFC Championship games in his first year. His name is Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. He works with us. He was on the show mm-hmm. when we had this conversation yesterday. Yep. And what did he say? That he well, but he said he's not a top three coach. But once again, I, I think we all we're we all agree. in agreement on that. Yeah, we are in agreement on that. But then when you start to go down the list and you think about the coaches behind Bill Belichick and behind Sean Payton, are you going to hire him before you hire Sean McVay? Probably not. No. Not are you going point. to are you going to hire him before you hire uh uh Sean McDermott? Probably That's not. That's a good question. Probably not. But yeah, I uh, Look, I, I, I understand. Look, here's the other thing about being in a weak division with a great quarterback, and Tom Brady did this for years. We don't hold it against Belichick, but it is true. <laughs> if you get the bye, Funny all you have to do is win a single home game, and you're in the NFC Championship game. So when you frame it like that, now the coach gets some credit for getting the bye, but if you're in a weak division and you have Aaron Rodgers, and we've all seen what his record is against those other NFC uh, North teams, eh, you're going to get the bye. Teacher, can I speak? Please, Keyshawn. You, you, you said we don't hold it against Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, right, in yep. the AFC East. But when they got to the playoffs, they got to play against the best that was left, whether it was Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts or Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers, year in and year out. Mm-hmm. That, that, was their, that was who they were going to go up against or the Raiders at the time in the Tuck game or whatever. And guess what they did? They cashed in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has Happened in Green Bay when they got there. They did not cash in. So far, yeah. I so mean, far. Uh, no, I'm actually supporting your point, Key. I'm saying that once you get the bye, which is understandable with Rodgers in a weak division, all you got to do is win a single home playoff game. And then so suddenly when you say, hey, they're in the NFC Championship game, it's not as, as, as great as it see, sounds. I like Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl this year, but I also, also like Tampa. And if they do it this year, then great. He's set up for them to do because they got the baddest dude on the planet at quarterback. You weigh in next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. So we've been asking on the uh, Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Micah Parsons is the best defensive rookie since. And when you say since, you don't have to say he's as good as, like, if it's Lawrence Taylor. You're not saying he's – he's saying you're the, he's the best since that, right? Eric in Virginia, he's the best since who? Yeah, like you said, I think he's the best since LT, man. I mean, this guy is a – he's a monster, man. You put you plug that kid in anywhere, and um, he just does his job. And trust me, I'm like you, Max. I, uh, I hate talking about Dallas. They give me anxiety. <laughs> they make me angry, and they give me a headache. But you got to you gotta uh, give props when props is due. And uh, that kid is a beast. And I think Dak Prescott deserves at least the minimum 
comeback player of the year. This guy just came back from a massive injury. Regardless of what happens, he's been playing way. He's been playing good, and that's the reality. So, uh, as far I'm a huge uh, Giants fan. As far as the Giants go, they need to go get Lewis Riddick. So, hey, Max Key, Will, talk to Lewis. Let him know we need him in New York to run that team. Okay, We've been uh, working on that for a while, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James in Delaware. Parsons, the best defensive player since who? I have to say, I think so. You guys might be forgetting about Darius Leonard in 2018, who won uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year and led the league in solo tackles and also combined tackles. I just believe, and he has still been a force for that defense ever since and has really turned that defense around since coming to the Colts. I believe that that has been the best. He's been the best since. Yeah, now Darius Leonard is certainly a player, but Michael Parsons is on a different level. He's the type of defensive player, much like a Lawrence Taylor, that can win a Super Bowl for you. You don't say that about very many defensive players. Like Von Miller can win a Super Bowl. The reason that the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl and went to the Super Bowl, it wasn't because of Peyton Manning. It was because of damn Von Miller. That's why, and this is what Michael Parsons is, a Super Bowl-winning talent on the defensive side of the ball. He, he does a lot. I mean, I agree. He, he, I don't, I, I'm trying to think. Maybe it's not since LT, but I, when I first heard it, I was like, what? But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, but he is just different. Tell, show me a rookie who's, who's as good as Parsons is right now. And the fact that now their defense is finally at full strength, and you're like, damn, he was doing that before they were at see, full strength? He's a transformative player. you got to think, though. Yeah. What I say, he's, a, he's like a quarterback of the defense. on defense yeah. that can win the Super Bowl for you. Like, win, like literally take you to the Super Bowl by itself. Yeah, he, he, it's more like Ray Lewis than LT to me, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call in line if you're just tuning in. Micah Parsons, best defensive rookie since Joe in Phoenix. I want to ask you, Sean, why are you dogging Pete Carroll so much? Nine seasons in a row other than this year of winning, winning how did seasons. How did, how did I dog Pete? What did I say? Yeah, you didn't. Well, I mean, Pete. he's an older guy. He's not even in the top 15. No, 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 yeah, I didn't say that. No, 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 I didn't say that. I said I'm not taking I'm not taking him over Pete Carroll. What do you, what do you, 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 see, this is what's wrong with Sports Talk Radio, man. Yeah, no. You probably heard the tail end of the conversation or wasn't listening, probably getting dressed for work, so you thought I said that Pete Carroll wasn't in the top 15. No, I did not say he wasn't in the top 15. You, you have him in the top 10? He's right on the edge. He's at the back end of the 10. He would have been. He, hey, he Key, here's the question. Year. Would he have been top seven before this year? Would he be he'd after top seven? He'd have been top. He was top seven. You know, he's right there, man. Like, if there's 10 coaches, he's in that 10. He ain't yeah. in the five anymore. He's just in that 10. He's getting older. He's like, yeah. he's lost his fastball. That's what it looks like, right? Pete Carroll was right there. Seattle was that almost like the NFC answer to the Patriots. Not as good, but like, they're there every year. But it, it, he slipped. Will in Kansas. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey. What up? My take is on Tom Brady. I think he's the MVP yeah, for three reasons. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, we got I you. got you. Go ahead. Okay, three reasons. Here you go. Hey, by the way, you guys need to get paid double because you're not just a 
show. You're a therapy session. Love you guys. Okay, three reasons on Tom Brady. First of all, look at the numbers and the stats. You just, they're just undeniable. Secondly, look how smart he is. And I know you guys say all oh, quarterbacks are smart, but Tom is just so smart in all situations. He doesn't make dumb mistakes. He doesn't make dumb decisions. And third, the biggest one is the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the fact mm-hmm. that he's so durable and he's been there all the time. I think all of us need a freezer full of avocado ice cream. I'm out. Key, I, I, I agree with him about, like, if you, if you were making the perfect quarterback, right, what's the most important thing a quarterback can do as long as his arm's strong and accurate enough? Make the best decisions the fastest. That's what Brady really does, right? He makes the best decisions the fastest. That's why he is who he is, and he's, and he, and he's available. Makes a good point, I think. How MVP. far up is Aaron Rodgers from the MVP conversation? Because he's right there. Right there. Right there. Dude, right there. it's like every year it's so the same the way, thing but, these but can two. I, can I just tell you how much yeah. I love this theme that's building? Because of understanding what happened last year in the NFC Championship game and seeing Tom Brady win the Super Bowl and the ball being taken away from Aaron Rodgers, and now we're coming down the stretch, and now you're telling me that you know Tom Brady is actually the, the leading candidate for MVP, but Aaron Rodgers is right there, and it's trending towards the same direction again. If they meet in the NFC oh, Championship game, can you imagine the pressure on Rodgers? He could not afford to let Brady beat him two years in a row soon as he gets there at his age. Look oh, it just exacerbates the germ spreading. It just doesn't. I it? wonder what will we be called? Max Key and J therapy or KJM therapy or MJK therapy. What would our practice be? Look, yeah, yeah, we got to figure out the name branding. of the practice. I love it. I'm love just it. thinking because he said we should. We're therapists, so I'm gonna, you know, sit down and talk to him a little bit. Yeah, what kind of then. therapy is? I wonder. Wh- I wonder what the therapy is because. He, what about it is therapeutic? Well, apparently I'm Dr. JD, so I'm COVID therapy. The reason the MVP is so wide open is because the leader for most of this season is playing his worst football of the year. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Jeff Saturday is here giving the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Jeff. Morning. 
All right, Jeff, I see your intro music. You see it? You ain't it's playing around Slow today, and easy, baby. dog. Yeah, yeah, it's hey. it's going to be smooth on the radio, baby. Smooth on the radio. All right, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Start with the uh, AFC North. Ooh. Ooh. Lamar Jackson is likely going to play on Sunday against the Packers. Lamar, I was hearing he can't put any weight on his foot, and now all of a sudden he's going to play. Kareem Hunt probably won't play versus the Raiders for the Browns, and Ben Roethlisberger looks ancient. Out there, more often than not, though he's shown flashes at times of being able to do something. Being Who's going to win the division? Oh, here's the problem: every time I pick somebody, they lose. Like I picked the Bengals last week; they choke. They don't play good. They, I guess a, a team they should have beaten in the 49ers. I'm going to stay. I'm not probably going to stay with the 40. I mean, uh, with the Bengals right now, just because I think in totality their team is probably the healthiest, yeah. especially if Hendrickson can come back from the back injury. It sounds like he will. Uh, that would have been a huge loss for them at the defensive end position, what he's done, uh, you know, for, for this entire season. But, I mean, it's really going to be that by default. I think the Ravens have just way too many injuries. I don't think the, the Steelers can do much. Um, and, and so I think it's between the, the, the Browns and the Bengals, and I think ultimately the Bengals uh, stay healthier for longer. You know, I said the same thing, though, Jeff. I said, you know, like the Ravens got way too many injuries. Yeah. But just like you just said, the moment you pick somebody, they lose. <laughs> yeah. So it's like as soon as I say, well, the Bengals are going to do it, they went out there and dropped one to the Chargers. Well, the Bengals are going to do it. Then they lose again. And it's like, oh, the Browns. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm going to just stick with it, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with it. The Ravens, man. Even, even though they banged up. I just feel like Harbaugh and Lamar are going to figure it out and they're going to squeak in and win the division by like a half a game. Mm. Boy, if they did, if they did, Key, you and I both know, man, Harbaugh, like I don't know that they'd give, they'd give him the coach of the year, but he would have earned it. All the injuries that cat has dealt with, man, golly. Yeah. Keep him even in the mix mm-hmm. is unbelievable. This is his Tomlin year from the other year when yeah. he didn't have Roethlisberger almost. That's right, yeah. yeah. We went 8-8 eight eight with you and I playing quarterback. Yeah, That's exactly unreal. right. It's unbelievable. Jeff, let me bring you back to the game that happened last night between the Rams and the Cardinals. Are, are you part of the camp that feels like Cliff Kingsbury made a lot of mistakes down the stretch? And does that help, does that help you jump off the Cardinals train? Listen, I wasn't fully on the train yet. I I, I think that uh, they're they're a young team figuring out how to be successful, right? And and what I appreciate about them is they've been physical on both sides of the ball, and they had really brought in that kind of noise to other teams. The Rams, to me, just showed up last night in a big way. They were much more physical from the very start of the football game. They got after Kyler Murray. And I think they made – it wasn't just Kingsbury. They made a lot of mistakes. I mean, Hopkins in the red zone, ball hits him in the hands. He ends up kicking. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things. Kyler Murray made some mistakes. They, they all made enough errors, and their offensive line got completely demolished by the Rams' defensive line. I think they had 26 pressures, which is unheard of in the NFL. So, I think it was, I think it was in totality the entire team got outplayed. Um, give the Rams a ton of – credit though I, I will say this I said it you know you have these games that, that aren't quote must wins because you're not going home but but I thought the Bills had one of those right this weekend they didn't kind of make it up right so when you have these kind of games that's where I thought the Rams were this was a must win for this football team and they showed up and played about as well as they could play with all the different players they had out I thought it was a fantastic game by the Rams no no question about it Jeff I said the same thing but it was also from a schematic standpoint yeah they took advantage like you said of that offensive line I I I tip my hat off to Raheem Morris to understand this is what we need to do we need to keep him inside the pocket I don't care that he throws dimes and he could complete passes but he is 
at his most dangerous when he gets on the edges of the perimeter and he starts running around and doing the Kyler Murray thing. The one thing that they did do is they kept his little butt right inside that pocket for the majority of the time and made it tough on them, and that was the key to the game for me. Yeah, 100%. And here's the thing that no one ever talks about with Kyler Murray, and and this is where height does matter. When you keep him in the pocket as well as they did, you don't let him get outside and get those clear lanes and clear vision. The tip ball and the first interception in the red zone, right, where Aaron Donald does a nice spin, gets his hands up. It gets really tight. People don't realize it gets really tight in that pocket when everybody gets their hands up. When he breaks contain, he can see the whole field. Man, the guy's got next-level vision. So when you limit that vision by compressing the pocket, it don't even matter about sacks. Like, and that's exactly to your point, Key. Like Raheem Morris, they got sacks, but the pressures were more impactful to me than even the sacks. Uh, you know, They had one at the very beginning of the game, one at the end with Aaron Donald, which is special. But, man, the rest of it, when they're getting after him, makes it really hard to be successful. Jeff, every quarterback. No quarterback's perfect. Right, I don't care who you sure. are. Everyone's got weaknesses. Yeah. Is this a fatal flaw for their title chances, his height? No, absolutely not. Listen, he, he can make plays. And, again, they made errors where you wouldn't expect them to make some errors. Some guys dropped balls that shouldn't have been dropped. There was some. He made some errors. Kingsbury made some errors. So, no, I think there's enough to go around. This is, Listen, this is a very good football, and I think this team continues to get better uh, as the season progresses. It was one of those things where I, I don't think they believe the Rams – we're, you know, you, you think about the Rams, like the last real tough opponents they played, they've gotten run through. Like the 49ers showed up on a Monday night and beat the brakes off of them, right? So I think in the in the Cardinals' heads, being at home, they felt like they were physically going to take it to the Rams. The Rams responded, and I think they just they got caught, caught sleeping a little bit. And, guys, it was uh, not a moment too soon for Matthew Stafford you to show kidding. up because I think Jeff framed it the right way in a psychological way, emotional way for this team. That was a must-win game. Absolutely. And Stafford showed up and looked like the guy that they traded all that stuff to bring in and get. You know, That's you know Jeff. Else, you know who else looked like that? OBJ. Uh, Odell was due. I had him in Daily Fantasy. I had him in Daily Fantasy. I'm telling you, man, yep. and, and the little slant that they ran, yeah. by the way, Cleveland never ran it, but they put him on the red zone, and you see him take that thing. That was like the Giants. That's back, that's back when Max was cheering why, for him. <laughs> why one coach <laughs> is just starting to get on our nerves with his optimism. That's next. That's Jeff Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, sticking with you on the app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Go do- Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.